Hey everybody, welcome to the 31st episode of Cult Following, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by the fine folks who bring you fun film cult events in the Phoenix metro area. Check us out at cultfollowing.co. We have lots of cool movie reviews, our thoughts on pop culture, and we put on movies at cultclassicsaz.com. Join us on March 19th for The Goonies. I think Z Records still has about 20-something tickets left, and we have about seven. So far, the-, the house in Astoria, are they, is it still uh, off-limits? Apparently, that's what I heard. It was on eBay in 1999 for like $110,000, I remember that. Not Major bad. repairs required. Oh. Whole plumbing system to replace. New roof, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Child goondock slaves included. I'm sorry that won't be a, a, a raffle prize at uh, the event. Mm. We apologize. Many yeah. other awesome items, though, will be available. Lots, lots of cool items available. But yeah, there's only about seven tickets left. So go ahead and get them now at cultclassicsaz.com. <laughs> And, and what will, Zia Records. What will Jump Cut be showing? Uh, Mortal Kombat on March 25th. Uh, I don't think you said that right, Victor. Mortal Kombat! I don't know. You do there it. you go. Why? Well, I'm too tired to do techno background noise. So. Is there four tickets left for that one? Yeah, there's four tickets left for that. See, I, I keep up. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're doing pretty good lately, folks. Don't miss out. We're the new hotness. We're, uh, we're the... We're pog? The, yeah, we're the pog of the teens. You know, we're the uh, Michelle twins prior to turning 18. We're the fuller house? Yes. Of the full house? I was trying to keep it on task, you know. I didn't watch that. Of which sh- is the only thing that I really watched over the last couple Did you weeks. actually watch Fuller House? Not all of it. We're into, I think, episode five or six. Does it have the same intro as the original TV show? Well, now Netflix is like skipping the intros. I mean, does that like, the days well, go by? Yes, it's the same song. It's the same song. Do they time, still turn around and look at the camera? No, it's <laughs> it's sung by, by a female this time because it's not actually Full House anymore. Mm. So you don't have your Dave Coulier's and uh, Buster Keaton's and whoever all the other people are. Dave Coulier's not on it. I thought he was on it. He's in it maybe one or two episodes. Oh. So the thing is, is that uh, what did he have going on? Well, not a not a whole lot. Well, I mean, oh, like molesting uh, Alanis Morissette. Is that really true? He was apparently he was the guy from the song. Which yeah. one? The the guy she rages against in the you ought to going know. down in the you theater. Yeah. Oh well, she definitely upgraded when she was with Ryan Reynolds. I know, right? But uh, but he's with Blake Lively now, so. Yes, yes. The the story is um boy, why am I not remember any of the names? Anyways, the girls come back to the home. Everybody's there, but uh, 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 the, the the whole original cast is there other than the Olsen twins. Obviously, Michelle is not there, but um uh what's her face? The oldest daughter was married to um a guy named his last name was Fuller. So that's where you get Fuller House from. <laughs> so it follows wow. The girls. Wow. So so Kibler Gibbler is there. Uh is she DJ's girlfriend now? No. <laughs> DJ's there and, and uh, uh 
Stephanie. Stephanie is there. And they're all in the house with their respective children, except for Stephanie. She never had kids. Um, I heard she's like a DJ hipster. Kinda. Well, yeah. she She's a, a girl around the world, and she DJs, and her DJ name is DJ Tanner, which is her sister's name. That's kind so, of bizarre. It's It reminds me of, of one of those... Um, like Disney XD shows or something, you like a, like a hot Hannah Montana. Or yeah, kind of has that world feel, feel to it. Well, just any of those shows uh, just kind of reminds me. So she's the humor is not. So while like Jody Sweet was on meth, DJ Tanner's just on Molly's. Is that what's going on? It's like we got. Well, she's get, on God. We have to get you no, into rehab, Stephanie. And then this she's like, like no, "You sorry. got it, dude." <laughs> They do slam the Olsen twins as much as they can. Oh. Not in that way, but uh, in joke-wise, they do. Like you killed Heath Ledger? Okay, yeah, so that was the only the only thing that I saw over Banter. the last few weeks. I'm, I'm kind of How long is it? How many one. episodes is it in the... 13? So like a standard series. Is it yeah. a half hour still half like the hour. original? Yeah. Now then that's at least you can bust oh, that out oh. in a day. Does it have a laugh track? No, it has a live audience. <sighs> Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, we, when we went to Warner Brothers, we saw where they, what stage they were doing it at, so it's on the stage. No. Oh. But when you're watching it, do you hear laughter? Yes, okay. and it's live. You can tell it's live. Nice. It's not canned. Okay. I'm just waiting for Family Matters to come back with uh, the lost sister who ended up <laughs> doing porn mm-hmm. when they just like, left her. Yeah. Or like Fresh Prince with both of the Vivians. That would be amazing. No, no, those won't come back. Well, of course they won't. They can't bring any. They'll have people are dead, and then Will Smith is never coming back. But I don't know. I'm sure you could round up the cast as step by step for a discount package price. Oh, right. I suppose so. Well, I'm surprised Saved by the Bell hasn't been done again. Well, they already blew their wad with the Jimmy Fallon reunion and the uh, TV movie thing because they did that. The and Beverly Hills, yeah, right, yeah. now two and zero. Where well, uh, Stephanie was doing lines of meth off of Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have taken a dark turn so fast. Hey, TGIF <laughs> goes down into the abyss, man, frequently. It's the way it works. I mean, dude, there was some... I don't I don't even know. And then there's like kind of like the later shows, like Boy Meets World. I've heard all kinds of messed up stuff on a lot of those shows, too. So <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It sits in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it is It is what it is. Yeah, I suppose so. Home improvement. I'm not just a go- gore hound, man. I'm a gossip hound, too. Okay. So it's, uh, there's some, you know, I mean, there's just, there's so <laughs> much out there that, like, wow. you just hear by, like. Victor needs to take more Claritin before he comes that on he does. the podcast. No, I'm just, like, thinking all the all the dark sides that could be happening, like the home improvement cannibal <laughs> rights. Oh, oh, ah, ah. No. <laughs> I did not know though till really recently. I did see uh, somewhere, you know, it's one of those ones. Uh, as we were talking about our Mockbusters episode, I did see the one with uh, Zachary Ty Bryan as Thor. What? what? Yeah, the what? eldest Taylor child was uh, Thor. Did he have a Binford brand hammer? Uh, probably. He definitely didn't have that weird. Uh, what do you call it, man bun mullet thing with the undershaved head mm. that is sadly making some kind of comeback now. But um, I don't know. Is this Avengers Grimm? I don't think so. But oh. they, they, hey, Asylum may have made their own universe. I'm just, all I know is I saw the Thor one and I was like, 
he got pretty doughy in the later years, so I'm really shocked he got back into shape. But I'm kind of shocked too. I assumed he would like, you know, have conveniently placed loincloth to hide the gut. Did you say it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, Zachary Ty oh, Bryant. I know it's hard when they all have Thomas three names. Three names. But the it blonde was, one. The blonde one. Uh, the eldest. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was, was the was middle blonde. one. He, he was, was blonde blondish too. brown, and then the little kid, the. No, Tyler was it Noah was was he Aaron the one Noah that left Smith or something? He left. No wait, no. Jonathan Taylor Thomas left the show because he thought he was too big for the show, or was that Tyler? No, I think I don't remember the I show. Think they stuck it out. The show they stuck no. it out reasonably, but I think what happened was is that I I think that when they got to an older age, they started doing kind of like they went to college thing. Yeah. I did not watch the last couple seasons of that show because that was during the Kirby Cobain years. So I really, <laughs> you know, I didn't watch any. Uh, no, for my understanding, that show, is, that show didn't smell like Teen Spirit. Anymore. Yeah, I I was immersed in the real world. Yeah. My my gossip this is from my understanding is Jonathan Taylor Thomas left because he wanted to he he thought that he was more of a movie star than a TV star. Yeah, that star. did not work. And that out. he had he had a huge fight with um uh Tim uh, Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, I believe And they it. like, you know, and he just said, "Okay, go and do your thing. I don't care." Wilson just knew his place yeah. and just yeah. shut up and stood behind the fence. Didn't he end up on guilt? No, no, no. Didn't he dead now? Didn't he die? Yeah, I'm sure he's dead now. Who, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, Wilson. no, no, no. Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Uh, I thought yeah. he died recently. Probably. I mean, I have no idea. There's... I assume he died. He probably died. I mean, a couple of those guys are getting old, <laughs> but I mean, Wilson, why are uh... you at my fence? What? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want some real enjoyment, oh get a God. chance to play a home improvement for the Super Nintendo. You fight uh, dinosaurs. No joke. What? With a nail gun. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, well, that sounds like some good, wholesome family fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure did. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But no, I mean, I just, I don't know. There seems like to be, I mean, I'll, the only thing I'll just say about the TGIF thing is it's amazing how many shows were done as felons. Like I always bring up just the 10 of us and people never seem to remember that show. I uh, do because two of the girls were on a nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, three of them actually. But it was also there was like because it was uh, it used to be like Perfect Strangers, just the ten of us. It was always Full House. Full House Family Matters were like the cornerstone, and then there was then it got replaced by Step by Step and uh, what was the other one? Well, some of these were like on like Full House was always on Tuesdays. It was never part of TGIF. I'm pretty sure it was part of TGIF. No, it wasn't. I have to look, man. Family Matters was. Family Matters was, but I have to look it up, man. There was yeah. definitely... That block, though, that two-hour block got changed up a lot, though, I remember as a kid. But that was... um. It was like, yeah, it was like Family Matters and Step by Step. And then they had, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That must have been much later in my years. I'm so, talking like... Wilson died in 2003. Oh. At age of 61. But he's, wow. he's originally from Bisbee, Arizona. Yeah, interesting. He died much younger than I would have thought. Well, Watch out for that beam, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, neighborino. <laughs> it is pretty amazing how Tim Allen consistently comes back, though. Like, 
as much as he doesn't really have like hits like and besides like the toy story franchise i mean like he's had his hits like galaxy Every quest movie he's in like is he, like what was that those terrible ones he had a couple of, road hogs wild hogs was huge yeah. it made like 500 million dollars on like a like 40 million dollar budget so that's those Santa Claus movies. Yeah, yeah, Santa Claus. So he had a couple big franchises, but you know he had a lot of films too, like the Joe Somebody. What was the one? Was it Big Big Trouble or something? The one that was yeah, supposed to be released trouble. on nine eleven, and then it was like it had a hijack subplot or something, and there was something else. But I mean, he's had a lot of like failures, but he has a lot of resilience. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him that. Like, because he there's so many films that fail, but he still has a lot of staying power, and Michigan keeps paying him. Probably yeah. not the Flint Water Commission, but everybody else in Michigan <laughs> seems to be paying him for tourism. Come to Michigan. A- a- <laughs> Adam is busy looking up to see what other TGIF Friday celebrities uh, died here. Yeah. It's got to be some more. Maybe. Because but full Home Improvement, a lot of those shows were also part of the afternoon hours. Tim right? Allen is Leatherface. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got the new chainsaw, Bidford 9000. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna pipe in the laugh track for this whole episode no, i'm gonna we, put in booze <laughs> that'd be good and then too. the uh the, the failures failure sound from the uh from, from the price is right boom 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 um but yeah i mean it seems like i don't know if it does well though because, I mean, Netflix is really is continuing to do shows, so I'm wondering what else they're going to do next for... Uh, it's getting, like, a four-and-a-half-star rating from, like, the general consensus. How much of Critics that is trolling? Hate it. it has to be um, terrible. It's, well, it, it, is, it is bad, but it it is targeted to appeal... There's not much nostalgia to it after the first episode or two, because then you realize kind of what it's about. Um that maybe it is for like that kind of tween age. Mm. So Danny Tanner isn't on it. He's in it every once in a while because oh. he moves to Los Angeles. Oh. So who's alone? Hall is it John Stamos? Is it the same? Because Lori Laughlin, I saw Lori Laughlin was there. Every everybody was there for the first episode. But I mean, then continual. they all left. But is it the There's, same house? It is the same house. Yeah. Huh. Yes. That's hmm. prime real estate. They shouldn't have let that one go. Correct. Yeah, that's that's. Anyways, we spent way too much. Yeah, time we did, on this. but that's that's okay. And I, I also forgot to I hit didn't even start, start on our yeah. timer, so I'll do that now. Oh sure. So we'll just we'll turn that into a mini episode. <laughs> You're funny. Remembering the late '80s, early '90s, but remembering the you... life of Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> did you see anything else, Adam? No. Nothing? If I did, it's not anything I remember. Uh-huh. How about you, Victor? Um, I saw, I saw Deadpool. Good. I finally saw it too. So Ooh, go. we now can one, discuss two, three, that one. Go. Um, I thought the uh, opening credit sequence is the best thing I've seen in a very long time. Agreed. I have not laughed so hard. I can that I can remember at a credit sequence. That's from the same guys who wrote Zombieland, so I should have expected a cool. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I just you know it's one of those ones I've been waiting for like an R rate, truly R rated superhero style film for a long time. I've never been the biggest Deadpool fan, even when I was big into comic books, especially oh, no, I hate two two properties and stuff. But 
you know, I give a lot of respect to Ryan Reynolds, obviously, for sticking to this, for, you know, the studio giving him scant amount of money in comparison to what other films would make and giving it a chance and it end up, you know, blowing away everybody's expectations. Of course, they want to turn into a huge franchise now. But, um, you know, especially for having the origin story component um, being the first time it's been told cinematically, not animated, of course, it um, it really did work. All the, the pieces worked together. I, I loved the interaction, um, you know, the whole part with the uh, knocking on the X-Men's door. Ah, there's only two of you here. Well, I guess that's all the studio could afford. I mean, not just the meta humor, but even just the fact that, like, they didn't try to roll out a bunch of people for, like, cameos every five minutes, like, in most modern superhero I would, films. I, I kept expecting Hugh Jackman to show up, so yeah. the way they made well, that... Well, he kind of did. Yeah, that was clever. That was very clever, but we're not going to spoil it. There's there's a lot of really great, um, obviously great jokes, and just absolutely hilarious, but not so over the top. It wasn't, like, constantly, like hitting you in the face like that style of humor is it actually worked on a lot of subtle levels really really well mm. so i mean just i i thought it was a great cast great humor um and actual enjoyable action scenes too like i mean the whole the opening scene you really it's just beautiful the whole mm. opening is just amazing so i was a big fan definitely definitely in the, the running for the best of 2016 for me I and think it's it just was, hemorrhaging money right now worldwide. It's really funny because a lot of the things they did to save money end up making it a better movie. Like apparently the whole thing where he forgets the bag of guns is because Fox made them cut like like uh I think like eight million dollars or something at the last minute. So it's like, well we have to cut the shooting sequence out because it was supposed to be a big gunfight. And they're like, well, this is how we can explain it. Boom. And yes. that's usually how good movies become better movies. Yeah. Is when they have to improvise or work around. Well, I remember saying that when uh, when the Wolverine came out, how it would have been such a better movie if the Silver Samurai hadn't been in it at all. Like, if it had just been, like, Wolverine with his powers running around Japan with uh, Mariko mm -hmm. hiding from the hand. Right. Like, the first half of that movie is, like, awesome. And then as soon as it turns into CGI battles with, like, the Silver Samurai and that obnoxious Viper character, I'm like... Yeah, then it's just derivative. Yeah. yeah well, it also, it, it could... I mean, it, the, the, the first half of that movie is, like, an 80s action film. It's basically, like, your standard... Oh, yeah. The foreigner versus very... the Yakuza. I mean, obviously, it's the hand, but, you know what I mean? It's the same exact story. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other reason why I kind of like Deadpool is it very much felt like a canon movie in a lot of ways. Like, this is the kind... Like, if uh, Golan Globus were going to make a Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds, this probably would have been like, minus a lot of CGI, more muffled sock talking. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, uh, Guardians. I mean, not on the same level, but I <coughs> really, really enjoyed the soundtrack. I thought the few modern songs they put in it... Everything from Angel of the Morning yeah. to Shoop was just perfect. They really, like, nailed that. Not going completely overboard or making it a huge, huge part of it as something like Guardians is, but just making it fit perfectly. And instead of doing just, you know, like, uh, just as, like, a placement for, oh, hey, here's your nostalgia or something. I mean, it fit the scenes. It fit the character. It worked. Well, uh, it's because, the, the, like, the Deadpool character and Ryan Reynolds, they... they 
that he was a product of that time. Yeah. So that's why they're introducing that sort of stuff. The that was part of his character, yeah. you know? Yeah. As opposed to just here's the background soundtrack, <coughs> which I was super afraid of after Guardians came out. Now you're starting to see it in, like, you know, trailers for Suicide Squad. You, yeah. They had a, uh, the teaser trailer for even, like, Doctor Strange, and they're doing um, kind of that uh, orchestral, ethereal um, uh, uh, doors. Star Trek Beyond. You know, well, Beyond yeah, well, I mean, doing that too, I, yeah. I've always considered that from the influence of uh, primetime television from like the late '90s on, but especially the the the, early, the first ten of the aughts is basically like everything where we're gonna do. It, I also always think of Donnie Darko with the Mad World. Like, oh yeah, that's like to me like the template. It's like but anything what, you can. But throw what in. I'm saying with Marvel, what thing about guardians is they have not used a pop soundtrack in any of the movies true and it wasn't until guardians they said oh we can actually like put in like no they just won't and it was so ironic because they're in like another part of the galaxy and they're when we're listening to you know earth music yeah i mean obviously because of you know star lord but i'm really interested to see what the sequel that's going to be like if they're going to be able to catch lightning in a bottle again well, James Gunn is back. They seem I to be know. giving him. I mean, he's he was working. You know, he's the one working. On <coughs> his, he's the one working on the script and everything. Too, yeah. The know, funny so. thing to me is, I feel part of the reason Deadpool works so well is because of how meta it is, and I really, really wish instead of doing like the, you know, the character they tease at the end of Deadpool, mm-hmm. that the second Deadpool would just be wo- called Wolverine v Deadpool, and it'd just be a meta like takedown of all these like superhero fight movies we're doing this year that would i think be very hilarious yeah that and i don't agree i also don't think that ant-man needs an ant-man too i think they should just start smushing everybody i saw i saw the trailer for avengers 2 and ant-man's new mask looks so stupid he looks like a power ranger look it up it looks bad three you mean no it's for uh captain america civil war Oh okay. Oh, yeah, that's what oh I, I meant. Mean. Civil Sorry. War. He has a new mask and it looks really dopey. Hmm. Like they shouldn't have messed with it. The whole. I thought the first. You know. Yeah. 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 What else you see? Well, uh, what the mask was actually based on, um, the original, uh, Hank. But I thought it was a winning design. I didn't see. Yeah. That. No. No. That's what I mean. But that's probably what they were kind of figuring is like. Oh, now they need you know, Paul's character to, like, you know, develop his own yeah. suit personality Well, that's, like, one of, probably one of my main qualms with, like, I know they have to change the costumes no matter what just to sell more shit. I just, I just want Hugh Jackman in the classic yellow and black I do, that's where this is going. Costume. Well, he got it at the end of the Wolverine. He didn't wear the fucking thing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is... Like, I'm pretty sure that might have been where they were going. Because I really want to see the movie that the end of the Wolverine teased him yeah. and uh, Yukio having mm-hmm. adventures. Yes. But then they threw in that all that shit about X-Men Days of Future Past. So then, boom, clean slate. So now that's not going to happen. It's kind of bullshit. I, it's really weird to think about that after all this time. Ryan Reynolds, this is one thing, last thing I'll say on Deadpool for me is, is that... It's one of the only two char- two or three characters so far, and I'm going to say single characters, not team-based or whatever, that the actor just nailed it, like truly. 
I mean, yeah. like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. He is absolutely the perfect actor. I I generally do not think anybody's going to be able to ever top that role, personally. Oh yeah. I don't think I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't think it's one of those ones. And Ron Reynolds, you know, who who's always had a very contentious love hate relationship, both critics and audiences, in a lot of respects. I mean, I think he really won people over. And I do think there's a few, you know, there's a few up and coming films or roles that I hope um, have like a breakout star like that because it'd be nice mm-hmm. to see really liking the actor and not just doing it for you know oh, I love the comic or I love you know or it's just a popcorn movie because I think the ones that have sustenance are the ones that you really actually like the performances because yes. that's why I ha- absolutely hate about Age of Ultron I'm like there's nothing likable here no. at all like nothing so no, I kept I kept playing while we were in Vegas, and I rewatched it a couple times, and it was like, man, this movie's really bad. Like you can really tell, like this scene is here to set up another movie. This scene is here to give a bone to the Asian audience. You know, yeah, they just slapped it together. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Uh, what else did I see? Oh, I saw this uh, horror anthology movie called Southbound. Saw that too. Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I feel like a lot of these anthologies are getting really stupid. Now, this one at least. Um, it kind of reminded me of something like Creep Show in a way, where it kind of had like this uh, wraparound. Yeah, the wraparound was good. You know, it's basically the thing is. There's a radio. There's these people driving in the desert, and basically, without saying it, it's like this part of the desert is essentially like a purgatory or hell, and um, you get little snippets of people driving in there, or the people who live there who choose to kind of be damned. There's like four or five different directors. Uh, radio silence was good. They're the people. They they had terrible short stories in vhs but their story in this they did the wraparound and it was pretty good yeah i like the wraparound a lot in this one i am um, i mean horror anthologies are my probably top sub genre in the horror universe but i really um i really had high hopes for this i mean it's not perfect in any way shape or form um it it actually kind of reminded me of a very much like a made for TV kind of movie. Nah, I wouldn't well, go that. No, far. no, no, made for TV like in the sense of um, like I could have seen this on HBO or Showtime in the nineties, like premium cable. I guess oh, what I yeah. mean to say. I could see this yeah. as like yeah. Yeah, it's kind of got like a little bit of a body bags feel. The only thing I thing I did not like is I I don't know maybe it's partially the one thing I didn't like is is that. It all has the same setting, which helps give it a uniformity. But I think that's actually its total um, like downfall. That's why, honestly, that's why it worked for me. Oh, really? So that's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because there's one story that's um, uh, basically they all tie into each other. But one of the stories is about this guy who hits a girl with a car. That's the best one. Yeah, and uh, you know he's talking to someone on the phone who's guiding him around. And then at the end, you, it pans to the person who he's talking on the phone with. It's just some chick. And then this is like kind of like the meta where you find out people live in this town and they just do terrible things. Yeah. And that I almost felt like that little phone thing, while it was clever, kind of cheapened the story before it. Yeah. Well, and, that's, and that was the big problem is, is that they all work. It's just that nothing was a huge 
uh, you know, it's you know, you had to talk about right now for to jog my memory of what each of the stories was. It's like well, if yeah, you were to ask me yeah. like VHS, I would say this is the standout in each one, and I don't remember any of the other ones. I literally can only remember one bit of VHS, and the rest is like or VHS two or I don't even I don't I remember, even remember I VHS think is, viral. Is it the one with with Tristan Risk where she's like kind of like an alien and they're studying her and then she kills them all? I'm pretty sure that's in one of them. That's the only skit I remember. In there, there's an alien one. There's also I I always remember the succubus one from the. The first VHS is great, and then yeah. there was a couple other ones. But I mean, it definitely as soon as the thing ended, I went out not having watched the trailer, and knowing nothing about it. And the second it turned off, I just realized I'm like, oh yeah, this is this has got to be from the PO. Did something on VHS, and yeah, yeah. My so. favorite one was the girl band. That ends- yeah, the girl band was good too. That yeah, that was the best one. So what year was this movie? It came. It just came out last week. On VOD, VOD and, and uh, limited, limited release. Yeah, okay, yeah, but uh, not bad. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I think, like I said, for me, it's like it works. I mean, I'm glad they did something where they all tied together and it's very uniform. But for me, my favorites are always like, I mean, you know, the classics, Creep Show, Tales from the Dark oh, yeah. Side, the Amicus, where it's all different settings, environments, um, attitudes, spirit. It's um, all very different. Yeah, I just for me, I like this much more than any of the VH. I thought the VHS oh, yeah. ones were like not good, so that's kind of where I'll leave it. At that. I like the ABCs of Death. I like <sighs> the first one, kind of. That's the only one I saw. Yeah, the second one is really bad. What didn't you like about the first one? Um, there's like one, only like a couple. Uh, no, the second one, there's there's this one that's kind of like. This kid gets sucked into the He-Man universe. Yeah, that's a great one. That's the best one in that. Everything else. And there's one with um, Julian Barat did. Who Are you talking about two? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about oh, two. Oh, I never man. saw two. I'm saying yeah, yeah. I like I'm number just one. Saying there's... If you like number one, you'd probably like number two. Yeah, I mean, I would it's say more of the same. There. It's just more oh, of yeah, the no, same. Oh, yeah, no, I realize that. But I just think it's... I, I, I like I just ABC thought they were more. I, I just thought they were more interesting than just kind of like throwaway stuff. I mean, you're not going to have... How many letters in the alphabet do we have? 26. <laughs> well, the thing is... You're not going to have like that many things that are going to be that good. And they're going to be somewhere you're just sitting there going, okay, fine. And then you're anticipating like the next one. Well, that's the thing. I think I like those two in ABCs of Death 2 just because all the other... It's a very paint-by-numbers concept. It's like, here's a letter. Come up with a death for it. Go. You know? So after a while, they kind of all become... Yeah, but I thought they did enough weird avant-garde stuff and then the different styles like animation claymation etc i do think set it apart a little bit more i also just think i mean i've always been a um big advocate for like a lot of like short films i think is like horrors asset a lot of times with certain I, certain things to just i feel there. like a couple of them would be like better served as features just because i'm so sick of how many features end up being lazy nowadays it's like I have a camera. Let's do a found footage movie. Well, yeah, you know. I will say the one in VHS that I will say is brilliant, just for the just from a filmmaking perspective, was the one who did the uh, mountain biking zombie thing with the GoPro. Oh, yeah. Like that's genius that you would do that and have it look professional or like look like a real film because of the, what you use. I mean, I do think ideas like that. It's not revolutionary or anything, but if you're gonna make a film, you know. <sighs> ambition obviously like you know catches up 
you know so it's one of those things where well see this is like one of those things like when they did a movie based on world war z right which is a movie that's just vignettes that would lend itself to just doing the different shorts right instead they went the narrative feature route especially when you read the book and there's like you know one is just an interview that could have been that could have been like found footage from the camera yeah like when we saw the martian they have the cameras and the uh and the helmets they could have been done that way where like you know you get snippets and then not to spoil the story i'm talking about but there's nobody there you know if you've read the book you know what i'm talking about if you Mm -hmm. don't then i didn't spoil anything but but i'm just saying there's plenty of material out there that would lend itself to anthology but filmmakers or you know production companies just like no we need brad pitt to be the hero in this or something victor actually saw what two different cuts of it and Three, both of them were like better that. than the final version that came out, you know. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but that's, you know, the way it is. Um, what else did I see? Uh, Cult Epics sent me a screener, and it's like uh, the basically it's the non-sploit- the ultimate non-sploitation collection. And uh, one of the movies in there is called uh, School of the holy beast and all i can say it's from 1974 it's like a uh pinky violence movie directed by norifumi suzuki i'm gonna have a review of it up on cultfollowing.co but uh it's like you know i was thinking oh god this is probably gonna be like you know one of these like non-sploitation meets ilsa she devil of the ss or something she wolf of the ss but no it, it was actually really good and like um says a lot about like religion and like uh persecution based on being out on the fringe which ties a lot into another movie that i wrote a review up that you can read on cultfollowing.co for the witch which just came out um like i mentioned it somewhat in passing on the last episode but now that it's out i would say you know if you're looking for a cool slow burn old school horror movie i would suggest checking out the witch it's one of A24's, you know, best, like, recent releases. And they've kind of been on fire with, like, uh, you know, they won a lot of Oscars last night. So I'm glad that some of these indie companies are stepping up. Like, you know, they, they're the same people put out Ex Machina. So they're putting out a lot of edgy stuff that most studios aren't interested in doing anymore. But, yeah, check check out... Uh, the witch and uh, check out the review of school of the holy beast that I'll have up on cultfollowing.co this week so yeah that's pretty much it Uh, I caught up on a lot actually Um, so I'll do a couple just real quick snippets Um, I did take Victor's advice and um, went and saw Creed oh yeah and definitely loved it I I probably would have included in my top 10 had I seen it last year Um, great performances probably my favorite now probably my favorite Sly Stallone performance besides First Blood. Um, and Sly lost last night. I know. It was disappointing. I also want to say Michael B. Jordan definitely deserved recognition. He did a great job. I mean, just a great cast, great story, um, you know, classic kind of sports drama formula, but had a lot of deeper, deeper engravings, you know, in the end. Like, it ended up going into some pretty dark territory um, that I didn't expect to happen. Um, great cinematography, just an, just an enjoyable film. Like, um, I just don't see much anymore that I really like, and I really like that. So, thanks to Victor for 
pointing that one out. And then um, I did see Sisters. Sisters. Which is, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Oh, right, right, which right. Which is, you know, you're kind of like... I don't know how to describe these movies anymore. What do you call it? Like your Judd Apatow style SNL cast member movies mm-hmm. where it's, you know, very formulaic, very cheesy. I laughed, but it's more from the bit players in it than it is ever from like the primary cast. It, there's a couple people in it. Uh, what Horatio Sands, I think. Yeah. It's one guy. No, it's not Horatio Sands. It's um, I was about to say I missed that guy. Bobby. Uh, Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. He always played the jock in a lot of stuff, right? No, this is like the, the, com- fat the comedic fat guy. Always. Oh, he's the token fat guy? Yeah, the comedic fat Bobby guy. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan, sorry. Yeah. Um, Bobby Moynihan is absolutely hilarious in it. But other than that, it's it, it's it's worth a rent on Redbox or like Netflix or wherever. I think it's in the Dollar Theater now. Um, definitely... Uh, was funny for that, but I mean, very not memorable to me. Ike Barnesold. Ike Barn Bur- Barnesold. No, it's Bobby yeah. Moynihan. It's no, no, no. I'm saying the guy that I was. Thinking oh, the of guy you think? Yeah, he's, Ike, he's in Sisters. Yeah, he's in he's New the Girl. Oh yeah, yeah tall yeah. guy, nondescript. Yeah. And I will dude. say too, I uh, much that he's from Mad TV. Mad TV. Much, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he was also. He's, he's either, been in a lot of stuff. No, but, not New Girl. He was on the Mindy Project. I don't know. Yeah. I refuse to watch that show. Yeah. Um as absolutely absolutely much as I hate him and Victor understands. I will say both this and Trainwreck, John Cena did kill it. Like it, he is it, you know, it's very stereotypical what you expect from him, but he really did a good job on both of those movies. A little bit better in Trainwreck than this one, but funny enough. Um one I was really surprised by and I've been trying to catch up on all of them was actually um The Good Dinosaur. Oh, the Pixar movie. Yeah, because, I mean, this is kind of like the... The first Pixar flop. Yeah, B-track Pixar stuff. Um, it's just funny because uh, Walt Disney Animation seems to be kicking their ass now. Like, all the Walt... You know, there's the two. There's Pixar and Walt Disney Animation, which is the one that William Shatner own, owned or owns a big part of. And they're the ones that do, like... Big Hero Six and Frozen yeah. and Wreck It Ralph, all the ones that make money. Zootopia. Zootopia is coming out, which looks good. I saw the trailer for that on that. But the the good dinosaur, I will say, I mean, a little bit more in the vein of like Up. Um, very sad in a lot of parts, and very very. Um, there's no other way to put, it, but kind of dark. I mean, it's very intense. I mean, I can imagine for kids it would be has some very scary scenes and stuff. I mean, for young young kids. Um, but also for just the first Pixar film, Disney film, I've ever seen with a beheading. Now, not of a person, but of an animal, but it, or an insect in this case, but it's pretty like gruesome and graphic for like a film. I was really surprised, but it definitely got to me. I mean, kind of in a finding Nemo kind of way, but, um, me, you know, makes you want to call your father instantly, but. I, I enjoyed it. G- g- gorgeous animation. Absolutely I, ke- I keep hearing that Pixar is like blaming the the reason this one didn't do well on the character designs. That they look cheap. They looked a little... The funny part is all of the backgrounds, all the settings look amazing. It's very cartoonish, especially for um, the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Looks, I mean... Kind of like Denver, the last dinosaur, yeah. a little bit in some spots. I mean, it just looks it looks cheaper. I mean, I I will give it that, but 
the rest of it looks amazing. Just the characters don't look as good. Yeah. But the actual, oh, the beautiful scenes. I mean, gorgeous. It's like the revenant of animation, like <laughs> of, of computer animation. Oh. It looked amazing. Like, I will give them that. Um, I, just, I always wonder if there'll ever be a year where, like, when Walt Disney doesn't have a movie, that a, a non-Disney movie will win Best Animated Film. Because this was the year everyone was saying, oh, Anomalisa, this is the first grown-up animated film, you know, and it's like, no, it was Inside Out's year. Yeah. Which I didn't love, by the way. I did did not love Inside Out. I thought it was very forgettable. I liked it, but I didn't love it at all in the end. Um, Other than that, just a couple more real quick was... um, uh, just on the old school tip, I I think I'll throw up a review probably on the site, but uh, I did watch Nightmares, which I haven't watched since I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, the old anthology, mm-hmm. speaking of which, uh, most memorably for the Emilio Estevez yep. uh, segment, The Bishop of Battle, but um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one for the site, but okay. um, definitely an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one I checked out, which I actually wanted to see from the trailer, and this has got to be one of the most misleading trailers compared to the movie, in my opinion, was um, Secret in Their Eyes. It's I don't um, even Julia know. Roberts and... Uh, oh, the Chewy Tell AGO for... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for pronouncing it so I don't have to. Yeah. Um, His name. I always forget it, and then I mess it and up. And Nicole trying... Kidman with too much plastic surgery. Oof, Nicole Kidman is, is real bad in this. And then... I um, it's got Hank from Breaking Bad too, um, with a wig, and it's really weird to see him. <laughs> but um, it just in the movie, like to, not to give too much away, but it's Julia Roberts' daughter ends up uh, being murdered, and the way the pr- trailer portrayed it was, you know, this is going to be a vigilante like the mother's. Yeah, gonna it's go totally what vengeance. I thought it was going to be. No, not at all. Not even close. Like. It, it it's I, I I don't know how to describe it other than it's it's basically a political thriller. What? With, yeah, I don't know. how That's to describe. totally not what I would and have then, thought from that. And trailer. then it tries to kind of go back to the, the its original intention. I, I totally know. thought it was gonna be like that Jodie Foster movie, exactly, where uh, where the guy from Lost gets mugged and then she becomes like you the know, brave one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's basically. It um yeah it just didn't did not work I mean at least my expectations were on it it's not a bad film just very uneven um and then my last couple here real quick was just that I did see um I did go to see the uh, a special premiere because some friends wanted to go to see um Baskin which is the uh, new uh tur is a Turkish film um. And people were just lauding this up, saying how great it was. Mm-hmm. And no, no, it's worth checking out. I thought the trailer wait. looked really bad. Yeah, it 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 has a nice slow burn at the beginning. It really does, and then it's got some cool visuals, and then it just goes into this. It's really weird. Like in the end, I people were saying this is a mix. This is like Hellraiser, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, this is House of the Dead. Oh At the very God. end, that's the way I felt. It felt like a high class version, like you Bull got another chance to hmm. make. And I don't know, it just did not work for me. Yeah, um, I heard this was being really hyped up the other day, like the horror sci-fi thing. You got it. The horror sci-fi film festival programming track yeah. was like, "This is the new hotness," and I'm like, "It doesn't." It, look it's that not good. like I said. It's not bad. I mean, if I had seen it without the hype, I would have probably given it like 
three out of five maybe because yeah. it's got some great visual style it's non-linear in a lot of parts you know it's kind of got its own little thing and then um you know it's kind of unique nature and because Sorry. it's a turkish yeah. film and a um you know has that culture represented um you know it's, it's was the horde a, cult, a turkish movie the horde was french oh, okay yeah i like um, the horde yeah the turkish uh i mean i i stayed like a week or so in istanbul and cappadocia and I mean, Turkish culture, you know, is very um, th- definitely the machismo is in full effect. It also has the word uh, bro in it more yeah. than I ever anticipated. I mean, it's bro, 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 uh, this and that. I mean, I don't like know. like the Jersey Shore. Yeah, kind of. Kinda. Um, so it was a little odd, but. Uh, so yeah. how does how does it compare to stuff like Turkish Star Wars and Turkish? No, it's Star not Trek. that. I mean, it's made as a serious. No, film, I know, I get it. But it's that's it's, the only other Turkish yeah, thing that comes. But to it's mind just one I... of those movies where I mean, like, it's not bad. It's got some great ideas and great scene. But you know what? I end up feeling like at the end, besides like say a little bit of the House of the Dead kind of feeling or UV Bowl kind of movie was, it, it's like it tries to be a little too um, high end, like too artsy and too. Um, grandiose and in the end it's like yeah visually you accomplish that but in the end i just didn't feel the story or the thing and the one thing i think everybody agree with all the friends i went to see it with was that everyone was like it felt like double the running time it's like an hour and a half movie Hmm. i thought was going to two hours or two hours and ten minutes did you see it It, with a lot of like horror fans yeah and they all everybody agreed everybody felt the exact same way all my friends felt the exact same way that we it was like way overhyped, bloated running time, and yeah, the gore was great. That was one thing I will say too. It had some awesome gore, but I love gore. So it's, but it's not. It's just there's just there's not enough meat on the bones. That's the 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 summation statement gotcha. at the end. Mm-hmm. Now on the polar end of that, it's gonna take a lot this year to overtake The Witch as my top film of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the full meal deal. The Witch is just absolutely i mean so far i mean i just i can't see much topping it it's just perfect yeah i have um, a pretty i have a pretty in-depth review up on cult following.co yeah. plug 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 <laughs> at least you acknowledge it but no i mean you definitely should check out victor's review and stuff and i mean definitely check out the movie for yourself i mean the one thing i will say is i think everybody's had the same experience like dead real horror fans or real just cinema fans is going to and people expecting like paranormal activity or saw or insidious or some jump scare heavy movie or found footage i mean this is uh, the one thing i will say victor hit the nail on the head is jesus i cannot wait for the subtitled version like i mean it is literally almost impossible to understand at least 25 percent of the dialogue very without, heavy without I, paying serious attention yeah very heavy northern irish accent like um like the funniest thing to me is for like the week after i kept seeing these memes with black philip and i swear to god i had no idea they even mentioned that goat's name in that movie because oh. the kids were like you know i'm like uh. what <laughs> Yeah, no, I caught on a couple of things, but I've all, I've heard some, in, you know, it's already developed some interesting theories about people, what they think it really means or what it's about, and I just think a good film does that, not mm-hmm. in some chintzy, clickbait, watch mojo BS kind of way, but a real examination of theology and, and fear and... um uh, adolescence and, and maturation. I mean, I just... I. 
I just think it hit on so many levels. And the main thing was that when I went to see it, because, I mean, obviously I had really high hopes, was I was like, you know, kind of like about halfway through, I'm like, I'm liking this, but, you know, it needs to kick it up. And without spoiling anything, I mean, it really is only the last 15, 20 minutes. It's not just action-based, but it's more like everything comes full circle or full pentagram, whichever way you want to look at it. But it hits so hard, like so hard. And um, It is really weird because I wasn't really expecting it to go that way. Like I thought they were doing a good job of like grounding it in reality. That they did. And that's actually what I did like about it too. I just felt like... Um, well, and that's... Yeah, that's what I meant, like, where it's kind of like The Shining, where it's like... Totally. It, like, if you, 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 the whole movie, you're kind of thinking, well, this might just be happening in his head. And then at the end, it's like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Well, a lot of people... It, theories without giving anything away, because I don't want to, but, I mean, I've heard some interesting theories, like people who think that it's all hallucinations based on starvation, dehydration, um, exposure to the elements, and I think that's a great, simple theory. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I just leave absolutely it at love... that. Now you're putting stuff on my head. Oh, no, no, no. I'll be watching the movie. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going to be second-guessing everything. No, no, It no, is no. kind of spoilery. Sorry, my friend. I really am not trying to be. No, no, um, yeah, but it, it really is just a um, really... Um, you know, they talked about the scouting locations it's, and stuff. You know, and it. I just want to say real quick, it it, it just it kind of dawned on me, like when I was watching The Sixth Sense and everybody's like, oh, the twist. You're not going to believe the twist. So there I was watching the film, and even though they said, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Well, you just did because you told me, like, there's a huge twist at the end. Well, that was before everybody knew I'm Night, I'm Night Shyamalan. But when I watched that movie, I think that one to me was more of a dead giveaway. But with, like, Unbreakable, I was like, oh, that shit came out of nowhere to me. Like oh yeah, yeah the exact like how it was gonna unfold. Oh no, so. because the the twist in Unbreakable is like way more fiendish. It's yeah. like a dark ass twist. Yeah, like honestly, like I didn't mean to turn it into this. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But it's a gr- good point though, and this also just kind of goes into the thing about in our m- media heavy instant gratification society. Because I don't know anything about the witch. Well, there's not other I'm than really, if people either like it or don't. That and that's what I was trying to say earlier. I really meant was is that. Um, when I went and saw, of course, you got people like MST three K in it, or people who are just like, "What the hell is something gonna happen?" Well, yeah, it's just like, to just yeah, just to kind of nip that. I saw it at a press screen. <laughs> just gonna say, and you know, everyone was really enjoying it. And there's a scene that is really fucked up that happens halfway through the film, and everyone. This is the re- exact reaction. I mean, we, I'll tell you afterwards, Kirby. So yeah. not to spoil it. Basically, the reaction was like. <gasps> And then one guy's like, <laughs> and then everyone just kind of like did a murmur, and he shut up hard the rest of the screening. Yeah, see, yeah, I went to. It, well, I mean, it's like I saw a Tempe Marketplace, and it just seemed like, um, you know, just got a bad crowd on on uh, what was it like the preview night? It was like Thursday night. I just felt like I just got so many people who came in, like I said, thinking it was gonna be insidious or sinister, and it's like, no. it's nothing like I'm, that. I still I stand by my position that uh, Tempe Marketplace should be avoided for all screenings. That center is probably point true. eleven for f- full life. Well, center point eleven rules too. Yeah, we got a lot of good theaters here. I will say that we got a lot more choices now than we used to. But um, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for me. So um, cool. Yeah, a lot this week. So yeah. thanks for. Well, we got a big so much juicy time. thing coming up now. Okay. Yes, we do.
the main Adam event. Su- Adam surprised us. We don't know what the main event of this podcast is. We're about to find well, out. Well, the, the Oscars were last night, and I don't give a flying fuck about any of those goddamn award shows. They can go <laughs> suck my dick for all I care. We, so we, it is a big goddamn crash. We got crap, to hear the 25-minute extended so diatribe. Did you guys know? Ego stroke, you know, but. The Golden Globes. Adam's it's only big... decided by 93 foreign journalists and one photographer, and out of the entire voting body, only one person can actually vote for the Academy Awards. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all just an ego stroke. <laughs> uh, but anyways, in, in in light of that, sometimes it's fun to watch, and sometimes it's fun just to you know yell at it and, and, and make fun of it. But I, you know, I used to watch it when I was younger, and... Uh, and even when you pick up a DVD or, you know, VHS back in the day, you saw, you know, which posters had best picture and, you know, and everything that won, you know, it, you just get saturated with that. Yeah. So what I put together because the Oscars were last night and I, you know, like I said, I don't care who won, whatever, big deal. Uh, good for you, Mad Max for now you get even more people to probably rent your movie who normally would not have now that you won like, you know, what, five out of the six things that you were nominated for or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> This put, is the angriest I've ever heard Adam, by <laughs> oh, the yeah, way, no, no, my no, no. whole whole life. Yeah. So I put together some questions for you guys, and this is a play at home as well. So uh, people who are listening, I'm not going to give the answers right away. I'm going to get your guys' answer, tally up the points at the very end, and then we're going to go, 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 and then give the answers. Put your phone away, Victor. I'm not yeah, looking so there's stuff no, up. No phoning. Uh so, I'm gonna have sent TJ after what we're you. gonna need from the <laughs> two of you because there's some like um, multiple choice, uh, there's some like just straight up question and answers, um, there's some you know put it in the order of, and then there's a rapid fire ones good that go by year Whoa. for best picture. Whoa! Yeah, I worked on this. I'm ready to go. So you have your pen and paper. Make sure you have a fresh piece of paper because I'm going to need you to write down your answer and hold it up toward me so I can write down who's got what and who's got who. Oh. Interesting. Some of this can go by instinct. I mean, if you don't know a whole lot about the Oscars... You know, you, I think in you know instinctively. Do you want to write some of these. one on each page? No, that's okay. a lot of paper. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say this might be. No, you can just write it like in in the line because okay. you know it's line pa- marginal. I just paper. think of that when you watch the Bionic Man or the Bionic Woman, they zoom in on the ear. Noonan. So, I'll I'll start with a four point question. Oh, there's points. Oh yeah, no, there are points. Wow. Technically, only two movies in the history of the Oscars have won Best Picture that have been sequels. Oh. Name both of them the year the films were initially released in the U.S., respectively. So, two movies that have won Best Picture that happen to be sequels of an original movie. Proper. Oh, oh. Sequels. Yes. Um, I can give a hint. I know what one of them is, but I don't know what the other okay, one is. So. I think this is... I know this one. 
Thank you. Oh, let me see yours again, Kirby. Okay, thank you. All right. I'm going on year of release. I might Maybe have been wrong the on the year of the first one. What was the first color film to win Best Picture of 1939? Oh, okay. First color film. Thank you. We're having a Sanford and Son discussion before I'm this, pretty so this sure may I got that wrong, FYI. Problem me too. I think Victor's going to win this one. So now I'm going to go into a rapid fire route. Okay. This is still writing, right? Yeah, and you can you can do a shorthand on this one. Doesn't matter. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through ten different years of the Academy Awards. I'm omitting some of the years in between. I'm not giving. I can, I suppose I could give the year. Um, there are going to be two movies that I'm going to mention. One of them won Best Picture. The other one was a nominee for Best Picture. Oh. You're going to tell me which one was Best Best Picture out of the two that I ask. Okay. And are we going to do all the questions and then show you our answers or show you one at a time? Either or. I Well, I could just go, we could go straight through and just do it. In do you want to yeah, go straight through? Probably better. And then you can okay. give me your piece of paper and then I'll just keep okay. it when, okay. I, when I tally. Sounds good. Okay. 1950, you had All About Eve or Sunset Boulevard. And we put the one that won? The one that won. Uh, the one at one. You don't have to write it all out if there's a certain word that pops out. I'm sure I can figure out which one was which. Are you good with your answers? Yeah. Yep. Okay. 1951, you had An American in Paris or A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. All right. 1952, The Greatest Show on Earth. Or the Quiet Man. Uh, then I suppose the next question is, how many of these have you actually seen or aware of? I'm Good. not the biggest Turner Classic movies, <laughs> dude. I'm Isn't very it? Sorry. Doesn't it seem like it's yeah, it's like a TCM like list here. Uh, 1953, From Here to Eternity, or Roman Holiday. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, some of these are real, real good toss-ups here. I always try to think back to like the DVD covers or VHS covers or. Okay. Well, oh, so many of these two were books or musicals. You're trying right. to remember if they yeah. were, uh, like, if that was as well received. I have as a, its original I have content. a strategy for this, which I'll reveal once we're done. I mean, but all all these are are nominations <laughs> for best picture. So I mean, they were you yeah. know noteworthy for yeah. that year, uh, whether they won or not. Uh, On the waterfront or Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, one of the few I actually that's do 1954 know. okay alrighty All right, now we got 1956 Around the World in 80 Days or The King and I 
I am now down to just guessing. <laughs> That's okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. 57, we have uh, 12 Angry Men or The Bridge on River Kwai. That's movies. The Bridge on River Kwai is that old? 1957. Oh. Yeah, there's a few of these even coming up that just surprised me how, what, like, what year they came out. Doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Mm. All right, 1959, Ben Hur or Diary of Anne Frank. And a lot of these, it seemed like movies we watched like in junior high or something. Yeah. Uh, 1961, West Side Story or The Hustler. Oh. I was just gonna say is um, Lord of the Flies next? Because <laughs> I was trying to remember. I think that's like 61 or 62. 1962, Lawrence of Arabia, or To Kill a Mockingbird. R.I.P. Harper Lee. I would have said that if if she died before her last book. All right, so that is... uh, Victor's got some InfoWars (laughs) data on the ghost set of Watchmen. (laughs) That was the rapid round, round one. Alrighty. So we can call that. So give me your piece of paper for that one. Because I'll tally that up later. Push down on the top and then... Bonk, bonk. On the side. Curbicide. And Victify. Alright. I just want to say, too, my secret strategy of that one was uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire (laughs) to try to remember chronologically where Bridge on the River Kwai was. Okay. I didn't even know what is in there. Uh, let's see here. What is the only remake of a movie to win Best Picture? Remake. This is worth two points if you include the release date. Remake? Remake. Oh, I know. If both of you are stumped, I would have given you... you no, know, Victor, is, Victor knows way more on general cinema than I do. Uh, I'm not totally sure of the year. This one is in the aughts. No, no, I know. It's in the aughts. So I'm just kind of throwing Kirby a little, little Aww, something, thanks, something. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Because right. if I started mentioning the actors, I think it would have been... Yeah. Kirby. You can, I, I'll come back to it if I need to. Do you get an extra point if you say the movie it's remaking? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. But I am going to need an answer. <laughs> Jesus, man. But I am going to need this an is answer. Like, you sound like me at Simpsons trivia. <laughs> but I do need an answer. Oh, I is this one? This oh, one. oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. There's um, no coming back. Give me a second here. Um... I'm going to guess on, and I'm probably wrong. Let me wrong. see yours, Victor, so I can just oh, get that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm totally way off, but. Oh, so I got you. Oh, and I, um, the. Cool, thank you. I don't remember the, the year, so I'm sure Victor's around that one. All right. Okay. This one is a multiple choice Okay. question. If you need me to repeat, let me know. I will repeat. I will well, I'll say it twice. Since 1962, the major award has been called Best Picture. 
From 1926 to 1961, it was not known as Best Picture. In fact, it had four different names over those years. Uh huh. Which one of these categories is now known? Is is not? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I just confused the shit no. out of myself. Which, Which one, one of these? the ones you're going to say is the fake? Let's go with that one. Okay. Which one is not once a category known as Best Picture? A, Outstanding Picture. B, Outstanding Production. C, Best Motion Picture. D, Outstanding Achievement in Motion Picture. I will go over it again. That's a, a tough one. Outstanding Picture. B, Outstanding Production. C. Best Motion Picture. D. Outstanding Achievement in Motion Picture. find some music. I had to do some editing on this one. Ba, 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 some public domain stuff on there. Alright, thank you. You can put the uh, dating game music on. Ba, 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 as long ba, as it's ba, uh, ba, da, ba. Yeah, public domain. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, now we're going to move on to the other rapid fire. So let's... Um, you can use the same piece of paper because you got enough room on there and then I'll need those at the end. This one starts with 1963. This one is the movie Tom Jones or Cleopatra. Wait, what? Tom Jones was a movie. Uh Oh, it's the same thing. Which one was the best picture? Which one won for best picture of 1963? Rapid Fire Round 2. Gotcha. Yeah, I have three three rounds of the Rapid Fire. And in between, I'm doing like, you know, yeah, the regular general questions. Multiple choice and all that stuff. Tom Jones or Cleopatra? Victor. Hang on. Yep. I'll probably regret that. I. Oh, I don't. I don't need to see it. Just keep it. Okay. We're we're doing the list because there's like ten of them. And then, gotcha. Uh, second one is from 1964. This is Mary Poppins or My Fair Lady. You good? You good? Aye. Dr. Zhivago or The Sound of Music in 1965. It's funny how you just move up a decade and it all starts sounding more familiar. Oh, I know, right? Yep. yep. God, could you imagine if you'd done 1940s? Oh, I was looking at him like, uh, I don't I don't recognize really much. No, this is stuff. a good point because I could probably do like... 79 and on without missing any. Yeah, because I stopped right before 1990. Yeah. Because then it's pretty obvious. I was going to say, you could have done like the the 30s and be like, that's a good talkie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 1967, we have The Graduate or In the Heat of the Night. Curbs, you good? I'm gonna change this answer, so I'll write it. The the I'll draw a line and do the corrected one. Okay. If I have yep. any questions, I'll let you know. When I can do. Do my hoobity boopity. 1968, 
Oliver or Romeo and Juliet? Nineteen sixty-eight. Excuse me. Olivia Hussey, so hot. Eh, yeah, yes. I would die for her too. <laughs> I'm just serious, man. That was some awesome cleavage in my seventh grade English <laughs> lit class. Nineteen sixty-nine. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, or Midnight Cowboy. Oh. I'm right in here. You know what I will say is funny? Is trying to remember if it was the best picture <clears throat> or who the standout like best actor was. Oh, sure. You know, it's like those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Like I and I actually um I kind of the same method um, as I actually think of the box. Yeah. Because they do when I grew up they had the huge emblazoned like Yeah. Oscar. Well, it's that. Well, they they would either have it. Well, like let's say it wasn't best picture, but it was nominated. Yeah, and it would still say like nominated for best picture, yeah. and that's like a throw off too. I right? remember Patton had this huge like list of like the Oscar. Oh yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna jump to 1971. Uh-huh. A Clockwork Orange or The French Connection. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, in 1973, you got uh, American Graffiti or The Sting. Okay. <laughs> Kirby? I just want to say, uh, <laughs> The Exorcist was robbed that year. Yeah. Raising my fist. That's why I didn't include it out of the ones that were nominated because it's like that'd just be like a gimme. Uh, 1975, Jaws or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh huh. And the last one of the rapid fire round two in 1976, Rocky or Taxi Driver. List. List. Listicles. So one more rapid fire round. Yeah, we're gonna do some general questions. One more rapid fire round. And yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah we're, so- we're solid, dude. We're solid, Sweet. dude. All right. Except that. So this was the 88th annual Academy Awards. Yeah. Out of the 88 films that won Best Picture, how many of those won for Best Director for the same movie, same year? Jelly bean question. Yeah. Closest to the actual number wins the point. Um. All right. 88. Oh, no, I'm thinking of. I was trying to think of the one. It's the Golden Globes are the predictor for the, uh, you know, what that wins. Of course, they're always going to be at the okay, same time. Thank gun. you. It's an interesting one, though. Good questions, Adam. Thanks. Ah, uh, no, 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 no
Oh, and then our most other favorite. Uh, we'll do a multiple choice. You ready? You ready? Yeah. You ready? There were only five performers to win consecutive Academy Awards. Uh-huh. Who of these did not win consecutive Academy Awards? So, again, this is the not. Who is the not? Okay. A, Tom Hanks. B, Spencer Tracy. C, Jason Robards. D, Catherine Hepburn. Or E, Sally Field. Consecutive, right? Yes, two so years only, in a row. It only has to be to two. not win two years in a row. Which one did not win two years in a row? Okay. Tom Hanks, Spencer Tracy, Jason Robards, Catherine Hepburn, or Sally Field. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. I'm just trying to remember if they really, really liked her. <laughs> All the little people. <laughs> <laughs> The laugh track will be inserted there as well. <laughs> so, we're going to have one more rapid fire. Alrighty. And then there is time where I will give you one other little project that I have to hand to you. An essay portion? Yes, there will be an essay portion. So, rapid fire round... In AP style, please. <laughs> round three. This begins in 1979. All right. With Clips Now or Kramer versus Kramer. I started writing the answer before you even finished the question. Nice. Isn't that what you just said? 79 on? Yeah. Let's see? Okay, smarty pants. 1980. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what movies. Is it Raging Bull or Ordinary People? Oh, that's a hard one. Do you know this one? I know it is between the two, but I couldn't remember, like... Yeah. I couldn't... If he had just asked me, like, he did you with the movies, I don't remember all of them. But you're also... He's doing... I think this is good, too. Picking not too obvious, obviously, out of the contenders. Obviously mm -hmm. not... You know, but trying to pick something good to put up against the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not super obvious. Okay. Because in that la couple of the last rounds, I was like, I just, I actually thought of the ones helped me with the ones that were huge upsets. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. big deals. Like, how could that have won? Oh, sure. And you think about that now in the modern era, but imagine how much bigger deal it was in, like, 50s, 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone good? Yeah. Good. 1981, Chariots of Fire, or... On Golden Pond. Are you you want to go over there and suck face? I know Vangelis won the. That score. was my terrible. What is it, Henry? Henry Ford? Who is it? Who is it? Henry Fonda. Henry, Henry Ford, Fonda. I, hope. I was like, yeah, I wasn't Henry Ford. You're he my was... best friend. <laughs> you want to like... you want to go suck face? I was like, Henry Ford, what was he doing a reading of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion? Yes. 1982, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, or Gandhi? Can't write it fast enough, can't write it fast enough. Uh, 1983, The Right Stuff, or Terms of Endearment? Scribble, scribble. 
have the worst handwriting on earth. No worries. As I'm tallying, if I have any questions, I will, I will ask. 1984. Amadeus or The Killing Fields. 1985. The Color Purple or Out of Africa. I like how fast everyone's writing now. 1986, Hannah and Her Sisters, or Platoon. You know what's something else that's funny, too? Just as a quick aside, is mm-hmm. how many of these... I'm trying to remember how many Woody Allen films won. Oh, yeah. Like, truly has oh, also sure. that kind yeah. of upset thing. It, through previous, I mean, list. does he mostly get like director, best directors? Does he mostly you know, get that's like the thing? You know, I can't screen, remember all. He usually script? gets script, original script. screenplay. Yeah. yeah, but I know only so many of his films have been nominated, and then but oh, there yeah. were a few big wins that he had. I just can't remember all of them. Uh. 1987, The Last Emperor or Moonstruck. And last but not least, in 1989, Dead Poet Society or Driving Miss Daisy? And please give me your answers when you are complete. That's crazy to think about The Last Emperor. Yeah. I haven't thought about that film forever. I thought about it uh, a couple months ago when the last Criterion sale was going on. Okay, so, boys... These next two, oh, it's still going on. Yeah, these. This is the. This is the last part because okay. this will allow me to tally everything up as you're working on this one. But for the sake of the listening audience, I'm going to read both the questions so they can answer them themselves, and then I'll pause the program, tally up. You guys can finish the last questions, uh-huh. and then give it to me for your essay, Victor. Yes. Which upset made you as angry as Adam? Hmm. What? I'm not angry. No. It's you like, like, oh, we're going to rewind that no, no, podcast. It'll, it'll be, uh, in 1973, how badly do you think Exorcist deserved not to win? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll kill you. So, what it'll be, it'll be put in order of youngest to oldest supporting actress winners and or nominees. Wait, what? You'll, you'll, I'll give you a copy of the... Question. Oh, and we'll just place it. And then like... you'll place it as I'm tallying up. So oh. you don't have to ask any questions at this point. Okay. I'm just reading this for the listening audience so gotcha. that they, they can play gotcha. at home. In order of youngest to oldest supporting actresses, winners and or nominees, put them in order. Abigail Breslin, Anna Paquin, Jodie Foster, Patty Duke, Tatum O'Neill. They're marked one, two, three, four, and five, respectively. And we need to write this down. Or you're going to give us. A copy? I, you're not a part of this right now. I'm just reading this for the listening. Okay. My buffer, apologies. buffer, buffer. Yes. Buffer. Uh, and then the follow-up question, uh, uh, other question. Put in order of youngest to oldest supporting actor nominees. Number one, Haley Joel Osment. Number two, Jeff Bridges. Number three, Leo DiCaprio. Number four, River Phoenix, and number five, Timothy Hutton. So this, these are all the first times that they've ever been nominated or if they happen to win for that particular role, uh, you need to put them in order of when they were either nominated or when they won. Buffer, buffer, buffer. 
So at this point, I'm going to pause the program, which will not affect the listening audience. I will get you to the final two questions. I'll tally up what I already have, and we will see and go over the results. Ciao. How'd you think you did? Especially on the last one. Hmm. Was it all guessing? Oh, probably. You did pretty well on the actor part. Really? Yeah. I think Victor's more skilled in it than I am, but I give it, you know, I thought he said good questions, so I gave him my best. Yeah. Had Patty Duke not been on there, I'm pretty sure it would Yeah, the um, yeah, the Timothy Hutton and Jeff Bridges, too, take took me a little bit to remember, because some of them, I'm, maybe I'm not as familiar with, like, Timothy Hutton I'm not as familiar with, so I guess younger ages. Yeah. I'm like, just going to assume Patty Duke won for playing Best Baby. <laughs> That's what I guess. <laughs> well, I, I remember, I know Tatum O'Neill beat... Linda Blair for The Exorcist. I know how old Jodie Foster was. I remember Anna Paquin being well-known for being one of the youngest actresses yeah. for the piano. So it's like I, I could guess it, but like you sure. were right. The real bonus points would have been if you knew their ages. Yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, that was a pretty intricate question. But I want to have some for you guys to chew on as I was doing like the, the tally of the votes. So Did you, wanna... you actually try to guess the ages, Kirby? I Like I had to do as a guess – because it was to help eliminate it. Like, I was like, the piano... Oh, I didn't like, even try to put down I guess. Well, I'm going to go through that once we get to that point, because now yeah. I'm going to give the answers. Oh, no, 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 but real quick, I mean, yeah. that to do that, the mathematics, to say, I'm guess the movie came out in 1993, like, the, the piano... works and then out. It, and then go, well, it's 2016, so... Uh, I was twenty. She must be three, forty. Three, exactly. <laughs> like that. It's like, ah, well, does it seem right? Like, close enough in age. Sure. Yep. I'm pretty sure Kirby won this, folks. No, I'm I'm all I'm on Team Victor. So the score came out twenty two to twenty seven. Wow. In Good favor job, of Victor. Oh. Nope, and really the tipping point was the final round with the actor. Oh really? Yeah, you got a lot of those right. And of course the um and the rapid fire ones. Um actually the second one you you pretty much nailed it. And the third one too. Mm. How do we do on the actress for the final round? Do we both? Zero goose eggs for both of you. Oh, wow. But I'll get to that. I'm telling you, Patty Duke threw it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't I just go over those real quick since you you are so uh, enamored by it. So uh, you have your answers. I gave you your answers back. So if you want to look to see where you kind of... Eh, no, if only I could read. Of whatevers. <laughs> so... To put in order the the youngest to oldest supporting actress winners and or nominees listed, uh, the answer was Tatum O'Neill was the youngest at 10 years and 148 days. She won for Paper Moon in 1973. Uh, Abigail Abigail (laughs) Breslin was second Uh, at age 10 and 284 days as a nominee for Little Miss Sunshine in 2006. Anna Paquin came in at age 11 for a win for the piano in 1993. Jodie Foster, age 14, nominee for Taxi Driver in 1976. Uh, Patty Duke, 16. 16, everybody. Win Mm. for the Miracle Worker in 1962. 
I got none of those right. That's why I was at both of you guys got goose eggs on that one. Because Victor loves to do impressions. He's going to do his, uh, his Helen Keller right now for you. That's pretty good. Uh, and then for uh, supporting actor, uh, Kirby got one point. Victor got three points on this one. Number one, Haley Joel Osment, 11 years old for The Sixth Sense in 1999. Mm. You had River Phoenix at 18 years old for Running on Empty in 1988. Uh. Leo DiCrapio, 19 years old for What's Eating Gilbert Grape in 1993. Timothy Hutton, 20 years old for Ordinary People in 1980. And then Jeff Bridges, 22 years old for The Last Picture Show in 1971. Overall, the the, uh, the actors were... Much older, especially for the wins. Most of these are all just nominees. I think there's. I think Timothy Hutton was the only one that actually won out of this list. Hutton, and he was like the youngest at twenty. Not to be and confused with Lauren Hutton in What's Bitten. That's uh, yeah. I should. I got fucked up because I should have used um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Critters Three, which is his film debut, mm-hmm. as the yardstick. I kept thinking he was much younger in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, I sure. thought he was like thirteen, and not just because of the. Uh, mentally challenged individual development disabled individual but because he's such a young looking guy he's only i think like four months younger than me four or five months so i mean so i, I w- kind of put the you know like my i guess my timeline in my own life i'm like wow i couldn't imagine like i remember what's eating gilbert grape i remember being in critters two three actually no i was in critters oh. two technically only two movies <laughs> we have a star <laughs> We have a star. Okay, so here's a sequel question uh, that in the history of the Oscars have won Best Picture. Which ones were those were sequels Mm -hmm. and their initial release date in the U.S. respectively? The answer is the, well, uh, both of you did not get it completely 100%. Godfather Part 2 in 1974 and The Lord of the Rings Return of the King in 2003. Wait, 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 no. Silence of the Lambs is a sequel to Man Hunter. Officially, technically, it is not. Okay. Because it is a different studio. It is a different director. It's a whole different shebang. Mm. That's why I said technically. Ah, uh, I suppose. That's the caveat. What did you, you won have? It. You won it. No, you, you won because I knew Return of the King instantly. But in the weird part, for some reason, why I think sequel, I always think the second film. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to a third or a fourth or whatever it is. I don't, I don't think any fourth film has ever So won. what did you put? Uh, I put Return of the King. I didn't know. No, you're two. That's what, the only one he put. I didn't, know, I didn't know. that. I didn't think of The Godfather. I should have. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I definitely would never have thought of Sansa Lamb. So that's actually some really creative. Yeah. And there were a few that were like that, that were kind of the, the gray. Oh, okay. I, I should have at least given you one point for that one. Uh out of the 88 films that won Best Picture, how many of those also won for Best Director for the same movie? Closest to the actual number wins, that would be Kirby. Kirby said 44, Victor said 32. The actual answer is surprisingly high, 62. Wow. I thought that's it was actually that's where I was really going to go high. originally. It was somewhere in the 60s. I knew it wasn't in the 80s or 70s, but... I assumed it would be very low. I just halved I it. I did that as a Price is Right style. <laughs> yeah. Halved it right down the line. Uh... That was a good strategy. What was the first color film to win Best Picture of 1939? 
Gone with the Wind. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't get that. That's what I got. I knew that I one. put The Wizard of Oz. Which is oh. also a good... Great, great choice, good too. Guess. Yeah. Uh, what is the only remake to win Best Picture? Include the release date. Victor got that right. With The, the Departed... But not with the date, I believe you were. I thought 2004. It's 2006 or six. Yeah. Yep. So you just got the one point. Yeah. It's a remake of Infernal Affairs. Uh, Since 1962, the major award has been called Best Picture from 26 to 61, which is not once the category known today as Best Picture. That would be Outstanding Achievement in Motion Picture. That was uh, D. God damn it. That threw me off. Uh, that sounded so fake, but then I was like, in a Monty Burns kind of way, I was like, that sounds so realistic. <laughs> yeah. the, one, like, the one that I played off of, because there were actually four different ones, instead of Outstanding Achievement in Motion Picture, it was called Outstanding Motion Picture. Yeah, so yeah. I just added it. Uh, yes, achievement. Outstanding in, in Achievement the, in the Field of Excellence. Right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's getting a little wordy, but I... I I don't know. Uh, and then there were only five performers to win consecutive Academy Awards, meaning two years in a row uh, in this, within the same category, uh, which is not one of those. That was Sally Field. That was E. Uh, I had I, Spencer Tracy. I had, uh, what was the other Jason one? Jason Robards. Jason Robards, but I really thought it was Sally Fields because I was trying to remember between... Uh, she was re- she was really close within the years, but she wasn't consecutive. Yeah. yeah. That's why I chose her. But Tom Hanks was 93, 94. Spencer Tracy was 37, 38. Yeah, Jason Philadelphia Robards. and Forrest Gump. What was Robards? Uh, that was 76 and 77. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, 67 and 68. And then the one that I eliminated was Louise Rainier in 36 and 37. Mm-hmm. Okay, rapid fire round. Uh, 1950, All About Eve or Sunset Boulevard. We give it to Victor, All About Eve. Uh, American in Paris or A Streetcar Named Desire in 1951. That's An American in Paris. I got that. Uh, 1952, The Greatest Show on Earth or The Quiet Man, Greatest Show on Earth. I got that. (laughs) 1953, From Here to Eternity or Roman Holiday, From Here to Eternity. Boom. Nineteen fifty-four, on the waterfront, or seven brides for seven brothers. That's on the waterfront. I guessed on that one. I got it wrong. See, I got that one right. The first few that he just mentioned, you know, it's funny. I did bring up the thing about the musicals or plays. Yeah. yeah. But the other part was just because I really couldn't like from here to attorney. I'm like, God, that seems like the one that won. But then I just could not remember if it yeah. actually was or. I, I the thing is, I was pretty sure it was on the waterfront. I should have just ran with it. Anyway, go ahead. 1956, Around the World in 80 Days, or The King and I, Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah, that one I'm surprised I got. doesn't seem right. I remember the box. (laughs) 1957, 12 Angry Men, or Bridge on River Kwai. It is the bridge on River Kwai. Really? 1959, you have Ben-Hur or The Diary of Anne Frank. Give it up to both of you for Ben-Hur. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Side Story or The Hustler in 1961, we have West Side Story. Mm. In 1962... Oh, I know what it was, because Paul Newman won for The Hustler. I got thrown off by that. And it's, it was probably the movie that I watched. And again, West Side Story yeah. Was, but musicals, musicals and, were and really big play thing. adaptations right. of plays are hard to... 
1962, Lawrence of Arabia or To Kill a Mockingbird. Both you got it right with Lawrence of Arabia. But, the, you know, 1962 is really tough. Like, they, they had so many heavy hitters that year. Yeah. I mean, I know that Lawrence of Arabia is pretty much a given. Um, just because, I mean, that's all you hear about is that movie. That There's so many box sets of, of it. Oh, my gosh. The, the, what what they had that year was just incredible. Uh, oh, see, it's, this is Rapid Fire Round 2 now. 1963, you had Tom Jones or Cleopatra. Tom Jones won that year. I had that and crossed it out. I think like Cleopatra. See, I just remember how movie. how hated Cleopatra was. Yeah. Like critically panned it was. So I was like, I don't think that's it. Yeah. But I think it got like pretty much everything else for like set design, yeah, and costume, yeah. but it didn't film, get but... best picture. Uh, Nineteen sixty four. You have Mary Poppins or My Fair Lady. Both of you got that right with My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. Nineteen sixty five with Doctor Zhivago or yeah. The Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yeah, I did it really it beat Doctor? I really thought it was Doctor so Shivago. That's shocking. Uh, 1967. You have The Graduate or In the Heat of the Night. It is In the Heat of the Night. I and I crossed. That. And I crossed out because I could not remember it's the if race that relations. Was... Oh no, I know the film. Well, well no, I know. But... I just could not remember if that was what Sydney Poitier <laughs> won for, and it was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want. I kept trying to again the whole who won best actor yeah. versus who won best picture. Yeah, That's I didn't overthink part. that one too much. I just ran with my instinct on it. And your instinct. You went with Simon and Garfunkel. Uh huh. I just thought I felt like The Graduate is one of those populist movies, hmm. and Mike Nichols I don't think really won a lot of awards. Not really. No. Yeah. Nineteen sixty-eight. Oliver or Romeo and Juliet. Oliver won. I remember that. I had that. Uh, 1969, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Because it was such a big deal because it was the first X-rated movie to win. Yeah. 1971, A Clockwork Orange or French Connection. Both of you knew that as well. French Connection won. 1973, American Graffiti or The Sting. The Sting is a The Sting was a huge upset, I do remember. Like, people were furious that it won i remember i i just knew it was a sting because that movie was inescapable when i was a kid it oh, was yeah. always on tv yeah yeah bored the living crap out of me too as a kid i appreciate it better now 1975 jaws or one flew over the cuckoo's nest that is cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. and 1976 rocky versus taxi driver rocky is the champion yep uh, and then finally, rapid fire round three. You have 1979 Apocalypse Now or Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. Both of you got that. 1980 Ordinary People or Raging Bull. Both of you dropped the ball on that one. Ordinary People <sighs> I, won. That's the I one I was it. waffling yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because Raging Bull pretty much sweeped everything else. Yeah. Well, except for, well, no, Timothy Hutton won for best supporting actor. That year, but uh, and which one are you gonna pick off the video shelf these days, anyways? Yeah. 1981 Chariots of Fire or On Golden Pond? That's Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Uh, 1982 ET versus Gandhi. Gandhi. Both of you got that. 1983 The Right Stuff or Terms of Endearment? Well, get out the tissues because it's Terms of Endearment. Yep. I knew that one. I'm just remember. I remember mainly because a lot of these, I I hated Chariots of Fire, mm-hmm. so I knew that had to be Best Picture. To get. <laughs> it's just funny to think about how many of these films now. 
like Jaws and E.T., not just because they're Spielberg, but I mean, think of how beloved they are. Like, Adam just brought yeah. the best analogy. Uh, which uh, which one would you grab off the shelf? Because even films that was that- my whole strategy in this. It's like, yeah. which is the more populous movie? And then pick the one that isn't. Because I was going to. Well, that's surprising, though, that Terms of Endearment was a critical success yeah. as well as commercial. So. Well, that was a whole thing that um, I, I remember my mom and her girlfriends and everybody, they just they would just run out to see it. I mean, that's... Well, yeah, it was that whole year, and then Steel Magnolias later, and then uh, what do you got? And Ongoing Palm was a big one, too. That yeah. was my folks' favorite. Yeah. Uh, 1984, you had Amadeus, or The Killing Fields, of course, Amadeus. One of my see, when you were talking about time. those banners that said Best Picture, yep. Yep. this is the pick mental picture <laughs> yeah. you get. Oh, yeah. Best Picture, yeah, that freaky gold, guy, Big Amadeus. gold lettering, yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. Great. 1985, Color Purple or Out of Africa? Out of Africa. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I waffle on that one because I was like, I think that was one where it was... That uh, was the big upset. Wait, big was upset. Meryl Streep in Out of Africa? No. Uh, 1986, uh-huh. you had Hannah and her sisters or Platoon. That's Platoon. Yeah. That was another uh, Woody Allen one, though. Yeah. That and uh, what was the other one? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers mm-hmm. and a couple other ones. I was like, well, hey. I remember, too, that was like the same year that like uh, Full Metal Jacket came out. And it was like, which is the better war, war movie? Yeah. Full Metal Jacket, clearly. Uh, da, 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 da. 1987, he had The Last Emperor or Moonstruck, Last Emperor. Uh, that was Victor on that one. That was another one where I remember Good seeing one, like the, the boxes where it's just yeah. like, you know, well, it was already picture, a gold picture, box, picture, so it was yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Dead Poet Society or Driving Miss Daisy, of course, Driving Miss That's Daisy. That's the only reason I would know that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Out of Africa was Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Yeah, it took me a minute. I, if I'd remembered that sooner, I would have gotten that one. And that was another one, like Driving Miss Daisy. I knew it wasn't Dead Poet Society. But for me, I mean, I remember Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman, but yeah. I could not You're remember. You're my best friend. <laughs> Where to, Miss Daisy? Yeah, you really didn't have to watch the movie back in the day. Just the trailer was enough. Yeah. Well, was that fun? That was good times. Yeah. I was going to say, though, out of all like the Oscar bait one, really interesting because it is a good movie, but... It's truly, for some reason, the one that stuck out for me was The Last Emperor. It's like, who even remembers that film? Like, honestly, I mean, yeah, I remember, Criterion I remember and stuff, scenes I mean, like, of it. How uh, many people I remember, remember it, it? Like mainly because it's, like, one of only two Bernardo Bertolucci movies I, like, remember. It's, like, that one and Stealing Beauty with Liv Tyler. She shows her boob in that one. Yeah. Really, it wasn't One Night at McCool's? Is she even in that movie? Yeah, that she was the whole bait in that movie was literal emphasis on bait. Oh, um, in uh, the original trailer. Oh, I'm thinking of Tomcats. Uh no, that was a uh, that was a, that oh was a God. Jake Busey original <laughs> joint, <laughs> which actually was pretty funny. And I do remember me and Jake Busey at uh ra- the first Rapture Con, and I told him like I liked Starship Troopers, and then I was like. You know, I know really people don't talk about much, but I thought you were really funny in Tomcats. It's like, you know, people really liked that movie. It was a big box office success, and I was like, <laughs> big. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't, I don't think it really was, but maybe you're going by Rob Schneider standards. Then Rob yes, Schneider then it probably was. Yes, is Tomcat. He was probably he, he probably meant to say, you know, it's become kind of a, a cult, cult classic, yeah. and it has years. a little bit, but. 
<laughs> not that much. No. Un- underground gem. There you go. Back Bringing to it back, back full circle. circle. 31 episodes. Yeah. yeah All righty. Go wrap good. It up. Good idea. There have been, there've been children who've been born and died in the lifespan of our podcast. The circle of life. Jeez. What is wrong with this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, no. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. We'll just pat it out with some more uh, Tim Allen. <sighs> so Tim the Toolman Taylor. I'm sorry. Let me stand That's corrected That's a perfect there. name for like a movie slasher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> you do. Uh, I'm not even gonna. Okay. What I'm gonna let Victor do is, if we ever show another slasher or something at like cult classics, he can recut a Home Improvement soundtrack, Home Improvement show with Henry Harry Manfredini soundtrack, and then we'll call it a day. <laughs> All right, the. Uh, yeah, it's set in here, but no, a good, a good, um, uh, another great idea from Adam. Enjoyed it. Um, let us know in the comments which ones you were surprised by, what kind of scores you got. No cheating. Yeah. Let's see, see where we ended up here, but yeah, some of those were really difficult. Yeah, uh, you know, The Departed. That's that's such a good movie. That's the movie Leo should have won an Oscar for, not uh, anything. I else. really thought What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, it, really, no one knew who he was, and then how? I mean, when I saw the movie, I actually thought it was somebody with mental disabilities. Mm. He'll always be Luke on Growing Pains to me, I'm the sure. homeless child that sees. I'm sure chicken. he just, you know, he stuck out like a sore thumb when he watched <laughs> that show, and you're like, you know, I'm gonna watch this guy's career. Mm-hmm. There's a few people, man, and he's one of them who has had just an insane career, and he deserved that Oscar. It just should have, yeah, happened oh, yeah. probably for a different movie. But that's the story of so many actors. Oh, so. yeah. So, hey, there's another one for the comments. Let us know what you uh, people should have won for. The yeah. IOU Oscar. The IOU Oscar. All right, Victor, where, where can they find us and what's coming up and all that jazz? Remember, guys, you can always find us on iTunes. Just look for Cult Following. Give us a rating. Give us a review. You know we'd appreciate it. Tell your friends to subscribe. Subscribe to us. Do it. You know you need to. Find us at cultfollowing.co. And we're on SoundCloud as Cult Following. And if you were in Arizona sometime, or Tempe, or Mesa, check us out because we have lots of cool movie events. Cultclassicsaz.com or cultclassicsaz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Goonies on the 19th. Tickets are almost gone. This will sell out. Mortal Kombat on March 25th. This will sell out. You know it. We're not making it up. Word. More events on the horizon. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Victor Marino, along with Adam. Meow. And Kirby. Happy birthday, Richard Ramirez and Eileen Wernos. Rest in peace, George Kennedy. Oh, yeah, George I Kennedy. hope old Chief Woodenhead avenges you. I love you. Mm-hmm. My Chattanooga choo-choo will keep going in my heart for you. Until George next Kennedy. time, watch Naked Gun movies and... Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-